fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right, it's the Voice of Reason. Welcome into the show. It is great to have you along for the ride today for the midweek celebration, the post-post Monday, the pre-pre-Friday. That's what we do right here on the show, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, all over the country on our radio, TV, and live streaming. Plus, we have the podcast as well. So thanks for joining us today. It's a big one, as usual. Got a lot to get to. As we are getting closer to the Conservative Political Action Conference that's just right around the corner in a couple of days. We'll talk about that here in just a minute. We have a great guest today, Fernando Mateo. He is a candidate for New York City. And we'll have him on the show as an entrepreneur and a candidate trying to change things in in, uh, New York City. So we'll see what the latest is with his campaign and what's going on there. Plus, third parties. Yeah, we've talked about them before. Is Donald Trump going to start a third party? And how many individuals would jump on board with that one if that came to be? So we'll get to all that and more here coming up on the show. Thanks for hanging out today all over our social media at Hoosier Reason, plus the website at HoosierReason.com. You can always tune in there with our live stream, our podcast, and all the good jazz. So I want to start off with this. I'm really excited that I think I mentioned this on the show a couple weeks ago. The right after Valentine's Day, actually, Mrs. Voice of Reason for Valentine's Day. And yes, we celebrate Valentine's Day. And yes, we do the whole materialistic thing. And yes, we like to get each other gifts. It's dorky. It's quirky. I don't really care. It's kind of fun for us. And we kind of enjoy it. Mrs. Voice of Reason for Valentine's Day got me an online bartending course. I know. And it's going to be great because I've I've always said that if I wasn't in radio, I would be a bartender. I'd love to. I totally want to be in like that Tom Cruise movie cocktail. Flipping the bottles around, spinning them around, doing the thing, pouring them out, making the different mixes. I think that's fascinating. I think it's a lot of fun, and I would totally love to do that and be creative with uh, mixing drinks. I know that's just my thing, personal thing, but I'm excited. I get to take this online course. We're building our Hoosier Media Network studios, and part of the studio includes a bar that I am building in my home, which I am super excited about. And once I do that, then I will be enjoying the online bartending courses. Now... I read a story, and this is all going to tie in for a second, so just bear with me. There is an ongoing issue in the United States right now where I think we're beginning to lose our identity. And the bigger question is, what is the identity of Americans when it comes to individualism versus collectivism? I got this bartending course. I'm excited to take the bartending course. Now, the individualist in me says, great, you are furthering yourself, Andy. You get to learn another trait. You get to have fun with your hobby. You get to do something that you enjoy. And oh, by the way, if for some reason radio flops and you don't do well with radio and the radio industry, you can always turn on to something else that you will be certified in after this online course that I get to take, which I'm really excited about. Expanding my horizons, expanding your knowledge base, expanding your wisdom, expanding your different traits that you are qualified to do so that way you never have to rely on anybody else because you have the traits to do so. The, the jack of all trades and a master of none, right? <laughs> That's what the Irish, uh, nice, uh, the nice Irish words of wisdom are for the day. Some people are just a jack of all trades and a master of none. You can do just about everything, but you're not a specialist in those fields in any way, shape or form. And that kind of explains what I am. I like to discuss many different things. I'm a master of none of them. I have a degree in none of them, but I enjoy them, so I do the best that I can, and hopefully someone finds that and says, wow, that's kind of nice. I'm going to tune in for a little bit to see what he has to say. But that's really what individualism is. You 
working on you. Now, if it was a world of collectivism, which is what the left wants in this nation right now, they would say, Andy, okay, you have this online bar certification class that you're going to take. You're not allowed to do that because you're a white privileged male. So therefore, you're not allowed to utilize that opportunity of purchasing an online bar class because some people would not be able to afford said online bar class. Which, by the way, we got it on Groupon for like 50 bucks. So, you know, hey, that, hey, hey, I'm going to be certified for a $50 online course. Take that for your education. But because you were able to afford that, you are white, you are privileged, you are a male. So you're probably, you're straight, by the way, too. So you're probably like the lowest common denominator. Everybody should hate you. Because that's the way society goes today. As a collective society, they would say, if you did it, you need to pay for it for everybody. And everybody needs to say, have that same opportunity. Therefore, we could have Bernie Sanders coming out being like, I think that we should have online bartending classes free for everybody. Free education for all. And if you want to become a bartender, then you should do that. And you should start a union and you should do it for free. Because that's what collectivism is like. Then everybody can have a certification and then no one can stand out and then no one can really stand out to get the job because everybody's certified the exact same way. Everybody's equal. In the world of collectivism, I should have to pay for it for everyone that I meet because they don't have the same opportunities as I do. So therefore, I'm again rich and which I'm not by any means, but I'm rich, white, male, heterosexual guy, whatever. So you're the worst, lowest scum on the face of the earth which is what the left-wing progressive collectivism mindset really is. The reason I bring this up is because there was a headline from Gallup. There, uh, Gallup does relatively well with polls, but always take a poll with a grain of salt and just understand that it's usually biased. It's usually manipulated to some degree, and it's not always accurate because they always do sampling instead of an entire uh, group of individuals. But according to Gallup, take it for what it's worth. According to Gallup, the LGBTQ community has grown dramatically over the last few years to right now, they say LGBT identification, they missed a lot of them, LGBTQIA plus is the new term apparently, but the identification for the LGBTQ community it rose to 5.6% in the latest estimates for the U.S. population. Now, it's a little bit different from just a 2017 poll that showed that the LGBTQ community was 4.5%, and it's on the rise. And I started to think, why? Why is it on the rise, and why do we even care, for one? Why is it such a big issue? Remember in 2016 during the Trump, uh, during the election for Trump in 20, uh, 2016, oh, Donald Trump, the first Republican to accept the LGBTQ, but he hates the LGBTQ because he's Republican, and he, oh, oh, Republicans don't like him. And they really focused on heavily on the whole social issue deal. Now, I've told you that one of my biggest pet peeves in society is identity politics. I hate them, I hate them, I hate them, I hate them. I don't care what skin color you are. I don't care what gender you are. I don't care what religious affiliation you are. I don't care what religious or sexual orientation you are. I don't care. Doesn't bother me. I'm going to live my life with the values that I like with my family. I'm going to live my life the way that I believe necessary. And I'm going to judge you, not based on your skin color, not based on your gender, not based on your identification, but I'm going to judge you on whether you treat me with respect or whether you're a jerk. And that's really the motto from Martin Luther King Jr., wasn't it? We want to judge people based on their character, not on their skin color. That was his entire message that he tried to preach. I'm going to judge you based on how you treat me. I have a lot of friends that are gay. I don't live that lifestyle. I don't like that lifestyle. I don't approve of that lifestyle personally. But guess what? They're great to me. 
they don't rub it in my face and, oh, hey, did you know that I'm such and such? Did you know that I identify as what? You should be proud of me. You should be praising me. I should be a victim in your mindset because of the lifestyle that I have and the lack of freedoms or lack of this or lack of that. You should be proud. And uh, look, at we should do a parade to try and show how proud. I don't care. And the people that I am friends with that do live those lifestyles, they don't do that. They live their lifestyle quietly, privately. They do their, as I want to live my lifestyle, quietly and privately. I don't care. It's not a big deal. But I think for those that are trying to rally that type of message, they're trying to fight for those rights for those certain individuals, they've done themselves a disservice. Because now we've gone from the individualism of, look, I live this lifestyle and I don't have the same rights, so therefore I'm concerned because I want to live the same lifestyle as everybody else or the same quality of life as everybody else, just with a different lifestyle. They've gone from, I'm an individual that has a different lifestyle to, now I'm part of the group and the collective. They've done themselves the disservice. They've gone, they flipped the coin on themselves. I want to attend the bartending class online, the online course. I want to do that for me. Because guess what? Individualism is awesome. When you do well, everybody in the community does well. When you do well. And it's not based on who you are. The question really is, who are you? Who are you? Are you just your identification of a skin color? Are you just the identification of a gender? Are you just the identification of your orientation and your lifestyle? Is that all you are? Because I think there's more there, isn't there? There's more to the person than just that. But we've gone from the individual to the collective. The progressive, socialist, Marxist nuts have taken hold of this mindset, this organization, this movement, and said, you are no longer a human being. You are part of the group. You are gay. You are transsexual. You are uh, whatever. Whatever you are, whatever you identify with, I'm trying to find the other ones because it's weird. Like even me, LBGTQ, like even says queer. Like to me, that's just a, I always thought that was like a derogatory thing. Like, oh, it's, but it's not. It's just how people identify. But that's not who you are. That's not the whole you. Who are you? Because when you're an individual, think back during the racial movements in the 60s. When a black person did well, they were the trendsetter to lead the path for more African-American individuals to do well. And guess what? They fought and they fought and they fought. And it was part of their identity with their race and with their skin color. It wasn't all of them. They were a banker. They were a politician. They were a family man or woman. They were a whatever. They were a trendsetter because they lived their life and they did it by example. And by integrating into it, people began to accept it. And then guess what? The movement grew. There was the stories multiple times of people showing up in restaurants when they weren't allowed. And they would sit in the corner. And sometimes they wouldn't order anything. Sometimes they'd try to order a drink. They wouldn't be allowed to. But every day they showed up and they showed up until finally they were accepted and they were just, you know what? They're there. They were just right there. I guess we need to just, you know what? Let's let them be, do their thing. Guess what? That broke the ice to let them begin to integrate. It wasn't because, hey, they weren't yelling, standing on top of the table, I am black, hear me roar. It wasn't like that. The changes were when you didn't focus on the sole identity but you focused on the individual. That's how the chains were broken. That's how the ice was broken. The individualism. I want to gain knowledge because I want to be wiser. So I want to take another course to be smarter. I want to learn truth so I can be smarter, so I can have more knowledge and intellect, so I can relay it onto the radio because that's what I enjoy to do. I want to be more spiritual 
so I can be a better man, so I can provide for my family better, so I can be a better father, so I can be a better husband. That's who I am because I enjoy those things. I'm not just an evil white guy on the radio spouting hate. That's not what I am. That's what the left likes to categorize. That's like they, what, the, what they like to say is because, oh, I'm not going to listen to what he has to say. He's a conservative. He's a white guy on the radio. He's spouting hate in that talk radio format. He's an evil guy. And that's not what it is. Because someone's part of the LGBTQ, they could be the coolest, greatest person on the face of the earth. But because they identify and that's what they consume themselves with, that that's in their entire identity, they've lost their individualism. They've lost the identity. And they go into the collective. You are no longer a human being. You are now part of the gay movement. You are now part of the lesbian movement. You are now part of the transgender movement. Now, everything in your life revolves around that because you have no other type of identity. And the conservatives has, have lost that argument. Conservatives have lost that movement because they didn't show the individualism of, look, you know what? We may not agree with a certain lifestyle, but do your thing, man, or gal, or it, or whatever. Do your thing. We may not agree with it, But guess what? That's the beauty of libertarianism and conservatism. You do you, I'll do me, and everything will be a happy hunky-dory. Don't rub in your face or in my face your identity and what you believe. And guess what? We'll be happy. You do your thing, I do my thing. All is well. Conservatives can grow the base so much more if we get rid of the collectivism and focus on the individualism. Are you a good person? Are you good at your job? Do you have a good work ethic? Do you take care of your family? Kudos to you, man. That's all we care about. This is The Voice of Reason. Lots to get to today. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, 
catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. 24 minutes past the hour. Thanks for hanging out with us today on the Post to Post Monday, the pre-pre-Friday celebration. One of the greatest days of the entire week. Yes, I said it. That's all right. Welcome in radio and TV. Plus, we have the live streaming on all of our social media. We got a lot of people on Facebook. We are now out of Facebook jail. Yeah, we had our 24-hour Facebook jail on that one just because we said something positive about Donald Trump. How dare you? <laughs> So that was cute. So we are back on Facebook Live right now. We got some people jumping on Twitch as well. Speaking of the last conversation, uh, someone at hashtag BLM, Black Lives Matter, that's a perfect example of the collective as opposed to the individual. So well done there. The BLM is not something, uh, first off, it's a domestic terrorist organization when you're burning down private buildings and beating people in the streets. So that's cute. But uh, the BLM is the perfect example of that. You have lost your identity as an individual because now you're all about the collective. It's not about you as an individual and your character and what you're going to do for your family and yourself and your community. But now it's just, well, I now identify as solely a skin color. I'm telling you, that's exactly how people have lost themselves. And that's how the progressives do so well on the left side of the aisle because they are so good at getting rid of your personal identity. You are no longer an individual. You are just part of the collective. You are your skin color. You are your gender. You are your religion. You are your uh, uh, sexual preference, whatever. You are no longer an individual, but you are now part of the collective in that box. And we're going to lump you into that box. And this box should hate this box over here. And this box doesn't like this box over there. And you're just a white, evil white guy on the radio talking hate which is racism, by the way, but they say, well, there's no such thing as reverse racism, which is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. So as we see an increase in the LGBTQ community from the 2017 report from Gallup at 4.5% to now in 2020, uh, that was the end of the year, 2020, at 5.6%, why do we see an increase? Number one is because the progressives do so well at the collective mindset. Hey, are you this lifestyle? And hey, you need to fight with us. Hey, are you the skin color? You need to be part of this movement. What they've don't realize those again they've lost their entire identity at the same time social media and the media themselves do so well at trying to brainwash saying that well what you do if you think on your own and if you think as an individual then you are a terrible person you're selfish and have you realized how easy it is to call someone selfish if they say wait a second maybe you shouldn't tax me at 50 percent you're selfish wanting to keep that money there are people less fortunate than you how dare you try and keep your own money you need to fund social programs. You need to fund retirement. You need to fund people that can't work. How dare you not try and pay all your taxes into the government? How dare you not just give it up? When we say, hey, wait, I believe in private property. How dare you believe in private property? There's someone else that doesn't have a pool in their backyard or have a truck or have three TVs in their home or whatever you may have in your own personal life. How dare you? Someone else doesn't have that. You don't deserve You're selfish. Selfish. They're so good at that because they've turned the individual on, wow, you're successful. And because you're successful, you have opportunity to take care of your community. And because you do well and other people are around you, just by the psychological mindset, you try and be around people that are better than you so you can better yourself and try and be up to that level that you wanted to do or be around people that, you know, bankers or investors or whatever. I mean, you try and uh, circle yourself around individuals that you want to be like because you want to learn their ways instead of just playing 
the victim. You're a victim. You are, uh, society's trying to keep you down. And how dare you try and think outside of the box? If you're a black person that votes conservative, how dare you? You're voting against your own interest. If you're part of the LGBTQ, you vote conservative. How dare you? You're part of the problem because you're not thinking like everybody else. What the hell's wrong with you? And because of that, that's been really the only thing that social media promotes anymore is because you're not allowed to think outside the box or else like me. Hey, Trump saved one and a half million people from COVID because they predicted two million people were going to die and we only had 500,000 people die. Trump saved people and did well. That gets you a ban on social media because how dare you think other than what the CDC tries to tell you? How dare you think something other than what Joe Biden tries to tell you? You racist, bigoted, talk radio host jerk. (laughs) Which is why we're seeing the increase in the LGBTQ community and who identify as such because they've lost their individual identity, which is sad because they're all, all about the collective of just what identifies them and their sole reason for living anymore is now their identification. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a Wednesday, midway through the week. So thanks for joining us, radio and TV. Plus, we have the live streaming right now on our Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitter, and Twitch. Some conversation going on, on the Twitch page. Very interesting conversation at that. So <laughs> thanks. Appreciate that. Plus, the Podbean live stream, we do have the podcast thereafter as well. So I covered a lot of ground today already. By the way, our newsletter is coming up at the end of this month, so make sure to go to HoosierReason.com. Again, no I in Hoosier, H-O-O-S-E-R, Reason.com. Totally free. When it pops up, says, do you want to become a Hoosier-holic? You say, heck yeah, I do. You sign up for the newsletter. Totally free. We're not going to spam you all the time. Uh, You just get the monthly email with our monthly blog, talking about what's going on with the show, with the Hoosier Media Network, all the fun progress we're doing. So it's awesome. Make sure to uh, stay tuned in and join that one. As well, you got a few days left before that newsletter comes out for the end of the month. All right, let's get into some issues with what's trending here. What do you say? What's trending today? What's trending today is there's a major issue going on in New York City, and it's coming up for the mayor's race in New York City here soon. So we're excited to have on one of the candidates for the mayor's race in New York City. He's a renowned entrepreneur. He's the head spokesman for the Hispanics Across America, also the New York City Federation of Taxi Drivers and United uh, I'm going to slaughter that name, so I'm going to try to. But it's, I'm excited to have on the program Fernando Mateo with us here. Fernando, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great. How are you? I am living the dream. I appreciate you coming on the show very much. How is the campaign going? 
campaign is going well, but like every campaign, we need money. Sure. You win campaigns with money and with ideas and with things that can get done and change. Well, I like that. I know that New York has had some definite issues, especially with COVID-19 that's made things complicated there. And some of the decisions I don't think have been the best in New York City. So talk about, uh, I mean, we're out of Kansas here. So New York City is kind of a wide realm of difference between what's going on in the middle part of the country. So talk about what's going on in New York City and what would you like to see changed in New York City? Well, we have the worst um, uh, elected officials probably in the country. <laughs> we have two Democrats, Cuomo and de Blasio, who hate each other, and New York City's paying those consequences. Yeah. These guys have destroyed our economy. Crime is through the roof. Our streets are filthy, full of graffiti. Quality of life is non-existent. Public safety is just not there anymore. So we're living a disaster. Our, our city's economy is in the worst shambles it's ever been. The New York Stock Exchange is thinking about leaving. So, I mean, we're the financial capital of the world, and we are the capital of the world, and it seems like if we're the dump of the world right now. And, uh, you know, the 20 years we had of great Republican mayors uh, is over, and here we go, back into the Democratic hands and down the toilet. That's where we're at. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, we had a good run there for a while. I mean, we got to give props to Rudy Giuliani for, I mean, yes. regardless of what, uh, you know, what people believe with him right now with the Trump investigations and all that. But when he was mayor during 9-11, I mean, things were running so smoothly. I mean, he was known for busting up crime syndicates in New York City. He was known for cleaning up the streets. And uh, I mean, it's just kind of gone downward since then. He was he was America's mayor until he got involved, um, you know, with the, dealing with the whole Trump issues. But Needless to say, you know, I am here willing, wanting, and able to bring our city back. I know how to do it. I know how to make the city work. And it's unfortunate that every candidate on the Democratic side, most of them have been career politicians their life. Yeah. So they don't know what it is to work in the private sector. They don't know what it is to open a, and close a small business because they've never owned the business. So how are they going to govern the biggest business in the world, which is New York City, if they've never done it? And all they've done is, is break it down. So we need to bring it back. And I am asking everyone across America to go to MateoTheMayor.com and make a contribution. Chip in so that we can fix the capital of the world again and bring it back. That would be amazing. Let's talk about some of the policy platforms here. One of them that I've heard, obviously, everybody talks about is the taxes in New York City and all the, quote unquote, uh, the wealthy that have left New York State and New York City because of the high taxes. That's something that we can rectify and start bringing people back into that area? Well, we would certainly rectify it under my administration because I would welcome back the rich, the philanthropists, the foundations. We need to remember that when you push the rich away, you're pushing all their money away. And you need money in order to operate a city. You can't run a city without people that have money. So I would engage them and make them part of my administration to make sure that our city functions, that the poor have opportunities, that the 14 to 18-year-olds have after-school jobs in their corporations, in their businesses. And I would engage them rather than push them away and alienate them and tell them that all we want is their taxes, I would totally change that and make it where they are welcome. And that's 
the kind of administration I would have. Well, it would really clear up a lot of issues, wouldn't it? I mean, if you have, as you mentioned, I mean, you have businesses back in there investing again. I know AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, got a lot of heat for trying to push out uh, push out Amazon and the distribution center there that could have created a lot of jobs. By pushing these companies out, not only has it created a lot more uh, uh, poor individuals in the community because they don't have jobs, but it gives, as you mentioned, the younger individuals, the youth across the area, the lack of opportunity to gain some work experience, to get some education, to get a little money in their pocket and give them opportunities to, I don't know, save up for college or something, doesn't it? The bottom line is that when a politician starts making rules and and giving opinions on things that they don't know about, it basically destroys economy. We needed Amazon in New York. We needed their 25,000 jobs. And I'm sure that Amazon didn't leave because of money. They don't need money. They left because of the way they were treated. They were they were abused yeah. when they were trying to come here and create something. I would welcome Amazon, but I would take the tax breaks that were going to be given to Amazon, and I would give it to every small business that comes to New York that wants to take a risk in New York, and I would make sure that they get the tax break so that they can re- get our economy going again. If we can get 25,000 new businesses coming in and divvy up the $3 billion we were going to give Amazon, we would create 150,000 jobs, not 25,000, but you're giving them the incentives to do it. And then I would change all the regulatory agencies to work with the small business community instead of against them. Right now, New York City agencies are all working against the small business guy, the guy that's taking risks the guy that's creating jobs, the guy that gets up at four in the morning and goes to bed at midnight to open and close his store, his restaurant, his lounge, his club, whatever it may be. I will be the guy that's going to bring the economy back to New York. I like it. Democrats don't know how to do it. No, of course not. They don't know how to do it. No, it's all the centralized power that they want through the government and through through the uh, public administration, which just doesn't work that way. We're talking with Fernando Mateo. Mateo, uh, MateoTheMayor.com is the website. MateoTheMayor.com is the website. Let's talk about COVID real quick. How is New York doing? I know that de Blasio obviously handled that horribly, putting uh, sick individuals into nursing homes at the beginning. He's getting a lot of heat for that right now. Uh, tried to really distance himself from the Trump administration during the COVID uh, response during the last year. Where are you guys right now in the city, and are things slowly starting to get better? You know, COVID is, as far as I'm concerned, COVID is at record low right now in New York. The only people that don't realize it are the governor and the mayor. We should have all of our businesses reopened. <laughs> they have us reopened for about a, a few days now, and they have us at percentages where you can't operate. You can't operate a business and pay rent and pay employees when you can only accept 25% of the people. We know who COVID has affected. We know that the governor didn't take care of those people. We know that if we have a city that's operating and we protect our seniors and those that have underlying conditions, we will be able to take care of the problem. We need to reopen our economy, reopen our city, get us back to work, and let the economy, the engine, turn on. Enough with COVID. COVID, we have a vaccine. We know what it does and what it doesn't do. We don't need to linger on with this. We need to move on. We need to get our lives back and get get to live again. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. we got just about a minute or so left before we have to let you go. Let's talk about crime in New York City. I, I have to admit, I've never been to New York City. I've always wanted to. It looks so beautiful. I've always wanted to visit. Right now, I don't know if it would be a time for me to want to go and visit because I hear the horror stories about the crime rates there. What can we do about it? We have some of the strictest gun gun laws in Chicago, New York City, and yet we have some of the highest crime rates with firearms in Chicago and New York City. How do we rectify these situations and actually get the city to be less crime-ridden to feel comfortable walking around again? Well, what I would do, number one, is get respect back to our law enforcement officers. Over here, law enforcement officers don't have any respect. And they don't have the backing of, of the elected officials to do their job. Yeah. Number one, I'd put a few more thousand cops on the streets, in the subway, and I would make sure that every law-abiding businessman in New York has the opportunity to get a, a gun permit and carry a gun. We need to get the guns off for of the wrong hands and put them into the right hand mm. so that honest, hardworking people can protect themselves against all of these criminals that carry guns. So the criminals are carrying the guns, the cops can't do their job, and the city is falling apart. We need to address it. Public safety is number one. No business is going to thrive unless you have public safety. Don't come to New York until I'm mayor. When I am mayor, you call me up, you have my phone number, and you tell me you're in town, and I will give you a tour of the city. I love How about it. that? I love it. That's a date. We'll make it happen. It's Fernando Mateo, uh, entrepreneur, spokesperson for Hispanics Across America. MateoTheMayor.com is the website. Make sure you can go and check it out. Donate a little bit there. Fernando, good luck on the campaign trail, my friend. Let's do this again real soon and get another update from you. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Hey, you as well. Appreciate that very much. Good stuff right there. And at least we have a little bit of hope when it comes to New York City because uh, it needs help. Uh, let's just put it lightly. New York City needs help, so maybe we can get somebody in there to try and clean things up and actually get it back under Republican control. When Rudy Giuliani was doing things in New York City, man, it was rocking. Now, don't know that I want to go there. So, you know what? Hopefully it gets in there because sounds like I got a tour through New York City. How's that sound? The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. Helping you defend and preserve this great republic. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome into the show. Thanks for hanging out today. Last uh, segment already. It's hard to believe. Fastest hour of radio in radio all over the place. Radio and TV. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation. One radio listener at a time. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5 pound bag that we do every single day here on the show. So you may have heard during the interview, and thanks to Fernando Mateo coming on the show. uh, Good luck on the campaign trail. That's awesome. We'll get him back on the show again here real soon. You may have heard some banging and knocking during the interview. So we're actually getting the roof done at the radio studio here while we're on the air. So they actually came right out the window here and just sitting there, start knocking and tapping. and Stop it. That's all right. So anyways, we got a few minutes left here. Real quickly, there. I don't know if you're aware or not, at the end of this week, the Conservative Political Action Conference is underway. It's a yearly event. It's one of the greatest events of the entire year. I am so excited about it. I love it every year. And it's one where if you get an opportunity to really turn it on and gl- be glued to your TV all weekend long, it's a Friday or a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's awesome. So the next couple of days, we will be airing some of the clips and talk about some of the speakers at the Conservative Political Action Conference because it is definitely one of those where if you need your energy kind of recharged a little bit, you need that battery recharged, that's the place to do it on the conservative side. Every conservative speaker, every conservative leader, every conservative icon in the nation goes to the Conservative Political Action Conference. And I've told you the stories before about my experience the two years I got to go as a college student with the College Republicans, which was phenomenal. So highly encourage you watch that. But starting tomorrow, we'll probably probably play some of it or even stream some of it live on the show at the time and talk about what they're doing. But I found it interesting. There was one individual that got booted from it. Now, the theme for this year is called, got to remember here, what's the theme this year? Uh, like, un, uh, what the heck is it? Un, uh, I got to remember what it's called. Uh uncensored or uncanceled uncanceled i think it is is the theme for this year about the censorship and the media is going nuts with the conservative political action conference because they've blocked someone from actually speaking at the event that they originally scheduled on some kind of panel discussion and i don't know who this individual is i've never seen him i've never heard of him but i'm curious on why they scheduled him in the first place because he seems like an absolute nut his name he goes by the name of young pharaoh I don't know. He's a rapper. Don't listen to that kind of music. Don't really know who he is. Never heard of him before. Maybe you have. Maybe you follow that. Not my kind of tea. Not my kind of cup of tea. Unless you're doing a double bass and a really growling scream and you're in a mosh pit that cracks your ribs and gives you a black eye, I'm usually not into it. But I've never heard of this guy, Young Pharaoh. Anyways, he was scheduled to speak at CPAC, but they canceled him speaking because of a tweet that a, a really a laundry list of tweets that he sent out, which makes me wonder why they scheduled him in the first place. But his tweet was, quote, there is no historical or scientific evidence proving the existence of Jews or Judaism. 
Now, the, the first time I read that, I thought, wait a second, maybe he was like a Holocaust denier, which I guess he is because he says that there's no evidence proving the existence of Jews or Judaism. It's all a complete lie, completely made up for political gain. Now, that's the tweet that he sent out. There are other tweets as well that say that he would pay $500,000 to debate the top experts of rabbis about Judaism, which I don't know how you can have a rabbi if there's no such thing as Judaism. So I'm very confused on the tweet. It doesn't make any sense to me, but he literally tries to argue that there are no such thing as Jews, which is, can you be anti-Semitic if there's no Semitism? I mean, <laughs> that's kind of the theological question of the day, right? But he didn't believe in Jews or Judaism at all. And because of tweets along like this one and others, then he was booted from the Conservative Political Action Conference. So... I'm really curious again on why he was actually scheduled to be there in the first place. But nonetheless, President Trump is supposed to speak at the Conservative Political Action Conference. Really, his first public appearance speaking out after the election and all the election shenanigans that happened over the last year, uh, outside of an interview that he did with Sean Hannity after Rush Limbaugh's passing. But this is his real in a few different uh, public statements, not verbal statements, but like press releases that he sent from the office of Donald J. Trump. This is supposed to be his big first comeback, quote-unquote, speaking and what he's going to say at CPAC, probably as the wrap-up speaker on Saturday. And I'm curious, because the rumor has it, he may be advocating for a third party. The, I don't remember what the party's called, the Freedom Party, the Liberty Party, whatever, the party that he wants to start as a, as a potential. I don't know if that's true or not, but the rumor is, the mumblings, what Donald Trump's going to say on this thing, that he's starting a third party. And if so, then we need to reevaluate what's going on because eh, that's really going to hurt the Republican Party, which I think it's intended to hurt the Republican Party, but it's really going to hurt the conservative movement trying to expand and spread the message of conservatism around the nation in a commonsensical way that's a united front. So we'll see what he says, but we'll cover it all right here on the show because that's what we do. Until then, be your own voice of reason. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. This is The Voice Reason. Everybody have a great Wednesday. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier Holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.